Ship's Log Entry 10-16 The Velvet Foxes had a daunting task ahead of them. Entertain the space clowns or battle their way to dull Prussian vile and deal with the many tragic consequences that would result. Their talent show did not begin with a promising start. The crew's performances were not winning over their captor's audience, and the situation was looking dire. However, the crew of the Resubian took it upon themselves to join in on the celebration, and the tides began to turn. The show became more entertaining, and St. Cecilia became partially successful at a risky maneuver to swipe the dull Prussian vial from Lisa, but the space clown noticed that the vial was pilfered. The party ended with a gentle crescendo, and the space clown invaders were satisfied with their festivities. They were hungry, and wanted to bounce to Space Waffle House, joined by Trizzy and Bill Webb to ensure they left the station. The clowns were deeply unpleasant guests, but in the end, they left the Resubian and the ship was saved. Meanwhile, St. Cecilia asked Lisa to take her to the infirmary and use the walk to admit the true purpose of the dull oppression. Cecilia promised they did not want to use the lethal option, and promised to destroy it so it could never be used, a gesture that Lisa deeply appreciated. Following the events, the officers gathered to clean up the party. St. Cecilia asked to take responsibility for Lisa's recovery from Thrilljoy, and Bill Webb gave his permission. She also deeply thanked Trizzy and Bill Webb for their intervention, as she was terrified of what could have potentially transpired. The three officers have found themselves as more than mere co-workers. Despite their many differences, they were friends. The team was prompted to attend Andre's, and despite their reservations, they were pleasantly surprised with a party in their honor. The crew of the Resubian was thankful for their saviors, and morale seemed to be high after the terrifying ordeal. That support would be integral if the Resubian was going to complete its next mission of supplying an entire Elephant fleet. second downtime of the home teams anybody have anything before i launch into it because there's a bit of a cut scene at the start of this episode oh are there uh missable quick time events because i i can't put up with this <laughs> no it's fine don't worry quinn I, I put the accessibility setting on where we're just going to auto pass the uh the qtes that 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 heavy rain failed qte s- sequences had the energy i try to bring to botches yeah, well, it's either that or the Spider-Man, Spider-Man 2, PS2, failed QTEs, <laughs> those are pretty good. Where he jumps five feet and breaks his neck. Yeah! <laughs> Look, if, if, if I've ever seen a, a D&D botch represented in a video game, it's that game. <laughs> Alright, I'm gonna take that as everyone's ready, so, um, eventually, uh, after the, the last mission, um, ends and you all have some time, um, off to get the, uh, we called it the pineapple protocol at the end of the last episode set up, right. uh, you are ready for the arrival of the Illithid fleet, 
So 36 ships show up, uh, you know, on your sensors. You all make your way down to the hangar. Um, you can see out the door. It's just like a giant window into space. Uh, these various vessels, and they come in a, a variety of shapes and sizes. Uh, there's huge military ones bristling with guns. There's smaller ones, which may as well be like, you know, pleasure yachts in a kind of a, a Dunkirk uh, vibe to someone escaping uh, a bad situation. Uh, the, this is clearly not a organized armada. It is uh, whatever they had that was space worthy. They grabbed in the, as they ran out the door. Aww. Mm. We gotta help them. That is the plan. Yeah. So uh, part of the Resubians ambassadorial, you know, diplomatic mission of peace is to bring uh, the technology to Illithids so that they don't have to take living, intelligent hosts <laughs> for their life cycle. Uh, these are uh, people who want that technology and they're fleeing, uh, you know, their home world where their beliefs were not respected. Um, and so as you all sit, you see... Uh, one of the bigger ships kind of come over. It's going to to dock, and then actually it probably stops outside the Zuby and it sends out a smaller craft to land here in the hangar. Uh, and you all are here to greet it, kind of as uh, the captain's, you know, liaison, because he is a brain in a jar and cannot come down to meet uh, right. the <laughs> the admiral himself. So this is uh, three of you standing at attention as you see this big ship coming in. Uh, is there anything you want to say and do before it gets here? I had a, I had a thought. Can I have my like uh, my dress blues on? You know, like uh, when when Starfleet when Starfleet is take is uh, you know receiving an ambassador, they always have like a fancier uniform uh, on with like a little gold trim, and it's mo mostly looks like a skirt. It's great. Absolutely, yeah. This is exactly the kind of details looking for. <laughs> is there anything you do specifically? Uh, Trizzy is wearing like her nicest uh, work overalls, by which I mean like the ones that don't have any like active stains on them, but like only have the baked in ones that really won't like wash out. The true stains, the stains that were with us for yeah, the, the true stains. But like, there's there's not currently any kind of like you know oil or anything. On, on the on on the overalls, it's just the stuff that's really baked in. This is this is an effort for her. Classy alls. I want to make it clear that I'm still armed. You know, <laughs> just, just because. Of course. Yeah. Absolutely. If anything, you're more armed. <laughs> yeah, <got> yeah. <laughs> I've got my formal knife. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, I mean, what what is an officer's like naval sword, but but a formal knife? <laughs> it is, I guess. Uh, I would like to say that Saint Celia is, uh, yeah, also in uh, a fancy uh, velvet fox Lickums ice cream formal attire, which I guess is an ice cream like, <laughs> jockey, <laughs> like like an orange, like a thing. Like a pale pink striped shirt that <laughs> an ice cream jockey would have. Um, but uh, I'm foregoing a cape because this is very fancy, but I secretly have another cape under my arm just in case I like gauge the, the, the attitude here. And I'm like, this needs to be a cape meeting. I do love the idea that, yeah, the equivalent of the military uniform here is the ice cream driver's uniform. <laughs> You're wearing a Mr. Twisty fucking outfit or something. Oh, my God. There's a, we all have, like, instead of, like, the gold pips to, like, signify rank, we all just have little Choco Taco badges and, like, <laughs> SpongeBob uh, popsicle <laughs> pictures, like, ask about our red, white, and blue sickles. 
my my favorite thing about this is how big of a time gap there is between us saying this and the fa- fans fan-arting outfits that are nothing <laughs> like this to get retconned later. Mm, it's beautiful. I mean, that's something I like about the ho- home team is that you do have a different fit for every arc, I feel like. That's a bit established. The away team is always basically, like, uh, tacked up, <laughs> like a SWAT team or something. Home team is just out here doing a fashion show. A- away team's too busy on the mission. They got shit to do. <laughs> Um, <laughs> you have your, uh, your Spongebob, uh, ice cream stuff. The ambassador steps off the ship, sees it. It's like, we're fucked. Turns around, goes home. Um, <laughs> no, wait, you forgot your freezy. <laughs> uh, no. So you see the big ship, uh, stays outside the Azubian. This one, it has a number of guns on it. It's probably not the most heavily armed one, but maybe like top five out of the, uh, out of the fleet. Uh, it sends a smaller craft down. Uh, and it lands in front of you, uh, an, like an honor guard of Illithids get off. There's like, you know, a, a squad of, of heavily armed people. And then the Admiral himself uh, walks off the ramp towards you. you I'm going to put a picture of this character. This is Admiral Grice. We talked about him last episode, G-R-I-C-E. Where is my image? There he is. Do we have a salute? In our- That's a great question. Now is the time to invent one. Okay. Um, like in my mind, it, it, it looks it it looks like the one from Spaceballs. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> I shouldn't just I shouldn't just grab it though. Um, <laughs> damn, I, I hadn't I hadn't thought of this. Uh, I had, oh well, I don't know. In my mind, because it's ice cream, it's just a long pantomime of looking like a tall ice cream cone. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot. Um, <laughs> this, is a, this is this is a cool fucking character design. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not opposed to it. Okay. <laughs> Austin, who's this Phyrexian, and why are they uh, giving me mommy feelings? Uh, as Admiral Grice uh, steps into the hangar, you see that he is an illithid of a type you've never seen before. Uh, from his giant wings and seven-foot-tall uh, stature, you understand that the body he uh, took was probably that of an angel, which is one of the most <laughs> powerful beings in the D and D universe. Jesus. Uh, Instead of feathers, the like the the wings are kind of like ropey tentacles behind his back. He towers over his like Praetorian guard <laughs> as he comes towards you. Um, he doesn't actually have like a lot of cephalopodic features. Like maybe has some kind of stunted face tentacles, but it's just a very like placid, serene kind of look on his uh, like smooth, like you know, squid face as he walks towards you all. Uh, is there anything you uh, you want you want to do this uh, ice cream gesture? <laughs> you're like you're licking. This is this is what loses us the Netflix deal. Is that everything is so silly? Uh, let's 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 try to all do it uh, simultaneously so that it looks very very professional. We we yes. want to impress yeah. the angel. Mm-hmm. All right. So the uh, velvet foxes took me a second there to remember what you had named yourselves <laughs> the velvet foxes uh group salutes admiral grice who walks over uh salutes you back in a much more conventional style <laughs> um, and, and says well met uh what's the operational status of the mission i need updates just like very formal you see two of the guards like have clipboards they they pull out immediately uh, Trizzy instantly uh, looks to 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 Bill and Saint Cecilia, being like, "Yeah, this is not my department." Uh, Bill Bill uh, waddles forward and says, uh, uh, "The Resubian uh, is secure. Uh, we have a pineapple protocol. Don't worry about it." 
Oh, fascinating. I would love to learn more about this, but uh, if you could submit those files and I could peruse them at my leisure, hopefully. Uh, mm. And wh what are all the languages that you have them available in? I speak 36, so. <laughs> oh, wow. That's very impressive. I was going to write it in duck, but I mean, I, I suppose I can just uh, put it in common. And <laughs> Duck, is that a dialect of Orin? I am a native speaker, he says in Orin. Uh, I, I, uh, uh, d d Bill does speak Orin, so uh, <laughs> Bill's, Bill, Bill says, uh, Orin and Duck are, are quite different uh, because uh, Duck really just has quack. Uh, it, 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 mostly, it, it almost always just means uh, alert or food. That lacks the subtle nuance of some of my favorite languages, but... I guess it couldn't hurt to speak the vernacular of the people. Yeah, yeah. Well, well uh, we we all kind of uh, talk common uh, around here. It's very, it's 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 super normal. How delightfully working class! Would you like to give me a tour of your vehicle? <laughs> oh, Trizzy, Trizzy wants to slap this angel so bad. I want to, I want to do, I want to do insight. I want to do insight to see if this guy is, uh, is um, suspicious, like he's, if he's hiding something. There's, there's something odd about this guy. I want to roll Absolutely. insight. Yeah. See, okay. I'm not rolling insight. I'm just assuming he's a dick. Mm -hmm. Oh, totally. Yeah, that's that's where I'm going with it. But like, I'd like to know some super secrets. 17. I rolled a 22. Holy shit. 22 and 17 is incredible. So St. Cecilia with the highest roll. I'll give you, you get the sense this is someone who is overcompensating around people trying to show off. Basically, he comes from a culture of performative cruelty, <laughs> uh, like Mind Flayer traditionally are, uh, you know, love inflicting uh, violence and pain. And like the, I think I've said before, the Monster Manual describes them as inherently sadistic. Uh, and this is someone who doesn't want to look like a punk, but is like putting on a show. And it's actually, I mean, 22 is so good. I'm going to say like, this is someone who's probably uh, going to go back to the ship and be like, oh, man, I hope they're not mad at me. <laughs> oh, it's me. Yeah, Tr Trizzy's, Trizzy's done no role on Insight. Trizzy is just convinced that this person is very, very mean and should should be hated. Uh, cool. I, I will say that Saint-Sayer then will, will then sort of like uh, take a lead and be like, absolutely, follow me and I will give you uh, a, a, a succinct but very fascinating tour. Uh, starting with, of course, our giant ice cream machine. While you are looking at this, understand that one is currently being installed upon your ship. That is just part of protocol, but, you know, that is free for everyone to use. I don't, I don't truly know where the ice cream comes from, and oh you God. should probably not question it as well. Uh, there is a distinct lack of dairy options on the CC Evulsion, our flagship, so thank you. You're very welcome. Uh, thank Mr. Wickham's, whoever he is. I believe he is an, uh, an amalgamation of different corporate mascots and not actually a real person, but we salute him anyway. All right. So we're going to do some level ups here. Uh, the first one I want to do is actually here in the hangar. I think, uh, Bill Webb, you excuse yourself for a moment as St. Cecilia and Trizzy take the Admiral on a tour. Uh, so... Basically, we see St. Cecilia, uh, Trizzy, and the Admiral with his honor guard, uh, like, leaving the hangar talking. <laughs> you know, Cecilia's like, oh, we have many different flavors. There's, we have a new butternut squash ice cream uh, <laughs> as you leave. And Bill Webb, you stay here, and you go looking for the creator of your new weapon, the Burning Hole, who mm -hmm. is supposed to be here. Uh, okay. Her name is Bridget. Uh, she is a human. So you go looking for her. All right. 
So you can find her probably on the, the far side of the hangar, away from all the hubbub. She is working on some robotics. Uh, okay. She has like some kind of chassis or something. She is, you know, uh, absorbed in as you approach. Uh, what do you say? Uh, are you Bridget? Oh. Hey, that's me. Oh my god, you're as cute as everyone says. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm uh, Security Officer Bill Webb. Um, uh, I wonder if you could uh, take a look at this. Uh, this gigantic, uh, like, gramophone-looking uh, <laughs> weapon I have here. Yeah, I think it's really more of a sousaphone, right? It wraps around your whole bot. I guess that's neither here nor there. It's, yeah. it's a gun. It's not an instrument. But... Yeah. Um, you like it? It was uh, kind of in the testing phase. It's more of a prototype. Oh, you have definitely fired every shot, huh? It's empty. Wow. Yeah. Uh, if, uh, I, I would love for it to be reloaded and also to be better. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Leon asked for an upgrade to the burning hole, and so we're going to give it one more shot going forward. So four times per arc, and also it will shoot one more bullet per arc. So, you know, you have four shots of four instead of three of three. Yeah, I just love the idea of like putting it up against someone's head. I like it's it's fun. <laughs> oh my lord! Uh, so I didn't really describe Bridget physically. She is a human, uh, which is um, I don't know how you feel about humans. One one cursed you. <laughs> is, yeah. there, is there anything there? Oh, um, he, uh, Bill Bill's uncomfortable around uh, most folks, uh, 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 sentient folks. But at this point, like. He is. Uh, he he doesn't discriminate quite in that way. Like he doesn't say like, "Oh, a, a human cursed me, so they all suck." It's more like, "I I don't like I don't like the human experience." More like, I haven't come down to the security uh, station because my brother protects me pretty well. You know the giant cyborg uh, guy. Have you seen Buford around? Has Bill seen Buford around? I think he's impossible to miss. He's uh, got he's it. A, He's a tank that walks like a man. What if what if half what if half of a man's body was just one big robot arm? Got it. <laughs> Buford, yeah, yeah. Always see him in the halls. Uh, always moving out of the way to not bump into him. Yeah, he ran security for our family's uh, trucking company, so I always pr feel pretty safe. In fact, you caught me at a kind of the last possible moment. I'm about to go out on a mission because. Uh, the first mission I tried to go on with him turned into a whole bloodbath situation, and I don't want that to be the kind of my mission experience going forward, so I'm trying to get out there again and have a normal, nice one. Mm. Well, I, I I go on missions sometimes, uh, you, you, but, but I, got, I gotta tell you, they, they seem to, thus far, end in a lot of violence. Well, it's, we're in the middle of a war zone, so it'd be yeah. weird if everyone just kind of came together and, and had stern conversations. I mean, it'd be nice, but kind of uh, boring, I guess. Yeah, in fairness, I do choose violence uh, uh, more often than not. <laughs> oh, no. I, that's everybody I'm meeting. The person I, I, was try I wanted to see so bad in that first mission is this robotics expert. Uh, he turned out to be evil, so you uh -oh. know, you're, you're not evil, are you? Uh, no, <laughs> oh gosh, how, how would Bill describe being true neutral? No, uh, I'm just, I'm just trying to get through the day. That's, that's, that's how, that's how I am. That's how I've been for a past couple of years now. Just trying to get through the day requires you to steal prototype guns. I didn't steal it. It was there and no one was holding it at the time. 
Oh, I need to hold all of my uh, my personal <laughs> effects at all times. Okay. You didn't. There's. You didn't put your name on it. He's got you there. That's, I don't see it. <laughs> there's no serial number or anything. That is like a big roll. Yeah, I, I put. I put my name is on my underwear. It's a whole thing. Oh no! Wait, you wear under? Never mind. I don't want to know. Um, <laughs> you are wearing formal dress blues. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah. If, but Bill isn't Donald Duck. There's no like just yeah. It's he wears a uniform and a tasteful vest. Bridget starts writing her name on her stuff. She says a lot of theft going around. I don't know if you've uh, met the new guy Cortazar, another uh, a mind flayer defector, but his ship got stolen. So he's actually going to be taking me out on this new mission. We're going to make him a pilot. It's- it's 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 fun on my side getting to hear like ah I made those hostages <laughs> playing with the toys I made. <laughs> yeah. Oh my. Yeah. Uh, so she finishes uh, reloading the burning hole. I think she yeah. says, "Where'd you get that name? Is that a reference to something?" I was going to call it the Smoochinator. It's I, I made it for peace. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I'm sorry, but you're. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I, it, it, this reminds me of that Mystery Science Theater 2000 episode where the death ray is like, we, we designed it for peace. Um, uh, okay, sorry. Um, uh, Bill finds that ridiculous and says, how, how, how is this weapon, uh, ma- how does this weapon make peace? Is there a switch for that? <laughs> yeah, you got to set it in the pacifism mode. There's a little right. toggle here on the side. Mm. No, it's supposed to be more of a, a deterrent, you know? This is like <laughs> a with, like with my brother and his, in the, our trucking company, you know, he, he messed up some, some bandits so bad people stopped attacking our shipments, you know? Once you set an example, you don't actually need to hurt people anymore. That that works only infrequently. Uh, it's interesting that you thought this would not be shot. Um, I've shot it three times. I'm going to shoot it more, uh, but I, I I appreciate it that I, that uh, my my gun has backstory. <laughs> oh, she she strokes the burning hole. <laughs> I'm a sweet child, my, my my beautiful son. <laughs> you put a flame decal on it. I didn't put that there. That 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 existed prior to me picking it up. Uh, <laughs> well, I guess that's cool. that, that's that's the scary part, huh? The deterrent. And the quantum uh, characterization where Leon decided to head a flame decal, and now uh, Bill Webb gets to chastise her. Right. Right. It's excellent. It is great. Uh, yeah. She puts the gun back around you because it wraps around your body like a sousaphone, which I did have to Google, which which instrument is the one that goes around your body. Oh, okay. Um, and she says, I guess you got to catch up with that ambassador, dude. What a big, right? Like, Are all the doors on his ship like double size? How does that even work? Yeah, uh, I, I, I mean, I, I can fit into into anything, but like, I guess even giants can fit into these doors. Um, I, I don't know, I don't know what's up with this uh, giant angel. Do you know anything about the giant angel? Because I get like a weird vibe from the from this guy. Yeah, why don't we do a history roll? Okay, why not? Um, let's see. I oh, it's just a it's just a plain old D twenty without any modifiers for me. Three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't think I you know much at all. I think uh, you know. Uh, Bridget says, you know, I came on this mission because I I want to help Illithids. I think they have a a really sad situation getting bullied by the Elder Brains, but I'm actually not up on like the local politics, unfortunately. Wow, um, I'm just passing the time. Hmm. Well, that's how much time do you have? Is that rude to ask? 
I, 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 I don't know. Everything, everything about me is different now. Uh, I, I, the, the look, a wizard, he, he did a thing to me. I, I, I don't know. I mean, I have, uh, like, uh, comparable, comparable intelligence to, like, a human, uh, but I don't know if I have human, uh, lifespan. That part is unclear. There's a lot of magic going on inside me. Yeah, in fact, last downtime, you went to see Dr. Jova and you got some tests done, and I think you rolled poorly, so I didn't give you anything uh, immediately, but I think maybe you have, like, an email sitting in your, your console oh, with, shit. like, results from Dr. Joven. Okay. I, I don't want to make the choice for you that you've been putting off opening it up. Maybe you didn't notice, but... I, I, uh, I did not notice that uh, Bill Webb that had an email address. <laughs> that yeah, that duck, I did not know. Duck at resubian.space. Uh -huh. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I think if, at the end of this level up scene here, first, do you have anything else you want to talk about of being a fifth-level ranger? Hmm. Uh, oh, I mean, uh, for, for the audience's sake, uh, yes, uh, uh, I'm, um, and, uh, he's faster now, which has never been an issue before. He's always extremely fast, but I enjoy the fact that he is, uh, like absurdly fast now. Um, and I have an extra attack for when that inevitably happens. Let's see. I'm. I'm just excited that this level up means that you're now half of the Daft Punk song Harder, Better, Faster, Stronger. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you're 50% of the way there. Yeah, I treat Bill... that song as a checklist for life. Okay. <laughs> Bill Webb is jacked and stacked uh, now. So, all right. Um, cool. Yeah, perfect. I, I guess as you kind of waddle out of the um, the hangar, you know, uh, Bridget's going to finish up her work and then leave with Cortazar on a mission. Uh, do you do you want to like you know pull out your uh, tricorder and check your email? Yeah, I'm, lo I'm looking at my pad or whatever, and uh, I want to see what that is. What's that says? Yeah, I think uh, that you get the results from Dr. Joven of the, the test from your last downtime. And mm -hmm. it turns out that your cellular structure is really unstable. So great. Um, and and Joven is uh, asking you to come back for more tests because he's worried that uh, you might have you know more extreme effects in the future, like more mutations going from duck <laughs> to super intelligent duck to oh, no. question mark. Oh, no. I'm a Barkley. It's terrible. Um, okay. So... All right, yeah, I guess I gotta do that at, at my next uh, convenience. You're a Barkley, shut up and jam Gaiden. What are you? Wait, what I, was that reference? I, I apologize. I, I, it's a Star Trek thing. There's an episode of Star Trek where uh, Barkley becomes super intelligent. There's always oh. one of those in every sci-fi show. Someone uh, gets, someone gets uh, real big, or something, and everyone has to deal with it. I was gonna say you're more of a Tosk. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> It's nothing. I just love that character. No, no, it's not relevant, but it's always a good time to bring up Tusk. Yeah. Okay. I'm looking at Barkley now. Someone else could talk while I read this Wikipedia page. Okay. Yeah. He he's um his whole character is that he I guess they thought of him as like a shy person, uh, and I suppose that m made him sympathetic. But the more you the more you look back. Uh, at, at Barkley, the more he just comes across <laughs> like like he's a like he's just mildly creepy. Uh, I mean, he's he's creepy and a bit of a wimp. He's just yeah. he's just very unhelpful. Yeah, he's not. Also, the doesn't best. he doesn't he like get 
reverted back into some ancient animal at some point and it's some like something weird yes uh in in this in season seven everyone uh de-evolves which is not a thing but barkley <laughs> Bar- barkley is patient zero for that and uh yeah. dr-, dr crusher names the disease after him <laughs> okay this person is in five episodes of next generation and six episodes of voyager it's yeah really interesting he, split yeah he uh becomes like a recurring character on voyager uh he gets creepier too uh as time goes on and, and more isolated i think he follows uh dr uh i mean uh deanna troy on her vacation which is just completely out of order yeah <laughs> quinn you want you had some barkley thoughts uh, i mean it it it's a dog's name, right? Barkley? <laughs> it's, it's a name you would give a dog. I mean, I mean it should be a dog's name. Yeah. he uh, He's played by the one of the actors from the A-Team, and uh, I, I learned only a couple years ago that the actor uh, turned out to be, like, super conservative, uh, and he does a podcast about it. Um, that's, that's, that's our boy. Can, oh, no. is, it, is it, like, an embarrassing thing, though? Like... Barking with Barkley, like he doesn't have anything else, so he has to hang himself on what a twelve episode stint on Star Trek. Yeah. Oh wow. This is a fun. This is a this is a fun deviation. It is. It's, I mean, it's one thing that everyone here shares. Like sometimes it's hard to get everyone on, on the show on the same page. Where I'm like, hey, you know, you play the new Fire Emblem, and Comrade's like, no, no shut up. No. <laughs> but every, everyone here actually is a Star Trek fan, so that's good. Yay. Yeah. I do. I do want you to show up to Doctor Jovens. Like, please, Doc, tell me it's not a barking with Barkley situation. <laughs> I, I couldn't bear it. Okay. Um, but yeah, as you rejoin the tour group, uh, you're all kind of continuing to show the uh, the Illithid uh, Admiral Grice around. Why don't we, let's get a little taste of that before the next um, downtime scene here. What are you What are you showing him? And that is why this particular ice cream takes about 25 minutes to finish, but it is the best brisket ice cream you've ever had in your life. It would be highly unprofessional of me to stop for taste, but uh, maybe a sample. He motions to his bodyguards to quote-unquote take samples of the ice cream for professional purposes. (laughs) Maybe just a lick. <laughs> Lickum actually does require I I say that enough times per day. I I think I think you should try it. I think you'd really enjoy it, and you'd get to see some of the things that our ship is really good at, and that our ship is you know better than other ships in some regards. Mm. Enjoyment isn't my job description, engineer. But thank you for your perspective. <laughs> oh, this guy is the fucking worst. <laughs> Someone's gonna need to like hold on to Trizzy's collar, like. Mm. <laughs> Can I uh, put, like, a gentle hand on the shoulder as uh, I'm going to try to be like, well, whatever would help you best uh, relax uh, and feel at ease. This is a safe place for you, Captain, I, or Admiral, I assure you. Wait a minute. Um, can I, can, I'm sorry. Can I interject here real quick? Um, of course. Rather than uh, immediately rejoining the uh, the tour group, um, I, I'm in the hangar. Uh, are, are did all the elephants more or less uh, head head out to the tour group, or um, how many are still hanging around? Uh, I think there's like a small complement with the admiral, probably like two, and then there's uh, some hanging around the the shuttlecraft. Yeah, oh, so okay. probably a couple outside, a couple inside. Okay, I want to go inside their ship. 
Hell yeah! <laughs> oh my god, intrigue. <laughs> um, uh, for, okay, are there are there are there uh, illithid people uh, guarding the entrance? Yes, but you can roll stealth. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. I uh, I want to see what's going on. Okay, let's see. Oh, cool. That's one of my better ones. I was like, okay, there's 36 ships with their guns. 15. There's no, there's no way they'll escalate this. <laughs> 15, perfect. Yeah, I think you uh, created a, a little distraction or something. You can slip onto the ship. What do you want to? What do you want to? First of all, paint me the picture and then tell me what you're looking for. Oh, um, I do like a like very very like Inspector Clouseau, like putting my my whole body against uh, the flat surface and inching my way past them. Just very, very cartoonishly get past them. Yeah, the uh, two illithid guards who are like at the front of the ramp are probably just like, <laughs> you see the game last night? That was crazy. <laughs> you just like slip inside yeah. uh, the shuttlecraft. Um, yeah, what, is there anything specific or you just want to I want, investigation? I, oh, yeah, yeah. I want to investigate. I want to sort through all of their things. Actually, before uh, I do that, do I see Do I see or hear anyone else inside? Or, or is yeah, this basically... There's a, there's a couple of people. There's like a pilot somewhere in here, and there's probably like a guard for him. Okay, uh, but since but since I rolled the stealth, I'm okay for now. Yes. Correct. Okay. All right. Um, I want to I want to sort through their things uh, casually. Mm-hmm. This seems important. I'm gonna use one of my inspirations <laughs> uh, to because it's only a plus. I only get a plus two. I want to investigate the shit out of this place. So mm-hmm. that's a nineteen. I didn't even need to do it, but I I, I said I do it. So I, I I'm of my word. So that's I lost one. So I'm at two. <laughs> I'm at two inspirations, but that's fine. I I rolled nineteen anyway for uh, investigation. Yeah, nineteen is incredible. You can find pretty much anything you want here. Um, I didn't have anything specific in the shuttle waiting for you to find, but we can work it work through it together. Um, is it what what, what, are you, what are you thinking? Do you have anything in mind? I want to know everything they've been up to uh, in recent memory. Sure. There's okay. So there's 36 ships. So I think you probably can grab like a you know some kind of thumb drive or like the space equivalent. I bet it's it's mm-hmm. wetware, right? It's probably actually like uh, a thumb, <laughs> it's like a, a squishy meat thing or something. Yeah, so the crew manifest on it. Um, okay. There's 36 ships with various populations on it, um, and the, the mission logs. I the, the the flagship, which is where the shuttle came from, is called the Avulsion. Mm-hmm. A V U L S I O N, and you find that this was a military ship that the admiral stole from the mind flayer planet he came from, okay. uh, as as well as some of the other ships in the fleet are military. The other ones are just personal crafts. It's basically like if you fled from a country and you took a tank and a jet and a Ferrari and then some Ford Fiestas, <laughs> you know, it's like a, a real motley assortment. Um, but yeah, you, you see that uh, Admiral Grice like served in, the the mind flayer army and it was like doing you know shoot, shooting up people doing some bad stuff but um eventually it was like no way this is wrong and left and took people with him oh so you had to come to jesus moment yeah i'm trying to think of specifically like lore things that you might be interested in uh Ad- the admiral is a ulitherid which is a like a kind of illithid that will become an elder brain eventually they're like the biggest and strongest um, like the life cycle from like little tadpole gets implanted in a person, becomes a squid guy, and then only the, like the uh, like a percent of a percent of a percent becomes like the brain in charge. Okay. And that is like a uh, it's like a you know queen ants or queen bees. It's just a uh, chemical <laughs> thing that happens. Okay. So he All will right. be that. 
All right. Um. So this is this is a big boy. All right. So, uh, last question: Are do are there any weapons around? Yeah, I think all. I mean, all the guards have a weapon, and you can probably find like an emergency, um, like gun taped to the bottom of a desk or something. Yeah. Are there any? Um. Let me let me put it this way: Are there any weapons that look uh uh specific to their culture? Is what I'm trying to say. No, something that's not something that is nothing. Uh, nothing that we have on our ship. I'm not just going to take another phaser or anything. <laughs> Yeah, no. So most uh, mind flayer combat is done with psychic abilities, right? So I, I don't think they have any like iconic specific weapons. But if there's mm. one, you, you, we can brainstorm one together if you would like it. Uh, yeah. With a 19, mostly what you get is that their story checks out. They really are fleeing from the you know the culture they betrayed. Um, okay. I guess you know you could say Admiral Grice has blood on his hands. Like he's not perfect. <laughs> he he okay. didn't believe in in their values before you know okay. getting grossed out by it. Okay, but since they uh, like inhabit other other things, one would assume there must be like a pistol around or something. Um, I, I would I would like to take uh, just a, just I just want to I just want to confiscate, not steal. I want to confiscate <laughs> one of their guns. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. You you just want a memento. I feel like <laughs> you are Paul Blart on Air Force One. Yeah, <laughs> this is not how the jurisdiction works. But knock yourself the fuck out. I'm on the ship. <laughs> I'm on the, the no. Their ship is on in our no. Their ship is inside of our ship. Okay. Yeah. Air Force One landed at the mall. <laughs> right. Um, Paul okay. Blart would be in charge in Austin. I mean, if you follow the chain of command. I'm sure. I'm taking a pistol. In my mind, it looks like the one that Han Solo uh, shoots in the first one. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. This gun is uh, woefully inferior to the burning hole. But if you would like a gun. Uh, that <laughs> you can have that and uh, mind. Then do would you like to flare pistol? I just wrote it into my equipment. Got it. All right. Um, no, I, I I I pocket it and I get that guy out of there. All right. Perfect. Um, all right. Back with back with the tour group because I want I want Bill Webb to join this before we go to the next downtime yeah. scene. But uh, uh, yeah, I, I find them. I use I use city I use city secrets to catch right the hell up. I don't know why I hit the brisket button again, but once you start it, you can't stop it, so I apologize. <laughs> yeah, Admiral Grace is like, oh my god, is that a duck? And as you all turn, he turns to his bodyguards and tries to eat the ice cream <laughs> while no one's looking. <laughs> uh, Tr Trizzy, Trizzy is going to just make eye contact and be like, I know, I know. I saw it. You're not above us. Mm. It, it, this is conveyed in a look. This is not actually said. This is a, trying to look down down her nose at this very much taller than her uh, <laughs> angel. Yeah, more than twice your height. You're a little goblin. <laughs> yeah. And you're saying, you're not above me. Uh, the physical comedy is incredible there. Um what other systems uh, are important to show me here? I know right now your personnel are loading uh, the the relevant medical devices onto the shuttle, but uh, we still have some time. Is there a particular part of our systems you're curious to see? I mean, we have state-of-the-art uh, equipment and personnel in pretty much every field. I would say that to broaden my technical horizons, I would be most interested in seeing any magical uh, facilities you may have. This is a notably lacking uh, field of expertise in on my home world. Who's like sort of the premier arcane 
person on the ship or like is there like a do we have a wizard's tower on the ship <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if you have a wizard's tower i mean um that's can, a great question can we, we don't get one um <laughs> uh, whatever you want i guess all right. I'll be like, well, the wizard's tower is under construction, but we have uh, quite many uh, different uh, studiers of uh, students of discipline aboard the ship. I- I'm trying to think of like all the characters we've established. Is there anyone who doesn't have a, a job we've uh, you know codified on screen? And I'm looking at Wallace, the Artuk. And the- I-, I was gonna say that sexy starfish man's the only one I've been curious about him. <laughs> And yeah, you roll up on the wizard tower and he's got uh, like a wizard robe on now, even though he's a plant starfish. (laughs) Does this satisfy what you were looking for, Admiral? Hmm. In a purely professional capacity, I do find this intriguing and valuable. But how does it touch you in your soul? (laughs) Because this this is poetry. They should send a poet for this. And I'm going to say that as I am pointing at the starfish plant man in a (laughs) a wizard robe. I don't know, shouting into the sky. I don't know what he's doing, but I want it to be something very unorthodox. Yeah, I mean, this is a this is I actually looked up R2 can become up to 12 feet tall. Uh, I think I established Wallace as only being like six feet tall now, but like they can become very large and intimidating. But he's here doing like bibbidi bobbidi boo and like making, you know, brooms dance or something uh, very uh, non impressive when you arrive. Um, I think I, I think the Admiral was intrigued by something you said, which was soul. Uh, he says, can you define your terms, communication officer? I'm not familiar with this uh, Earth concept of the soul. Is it, is it a kind of ice cream? It it can be. Some would say there's the soul of the ice cream in all of us. Hmm. Yours is spiral because I see a little bit of light and a little bit of dark. They're mixed together, but it makes a delicious treat. Uh, while you're explaining the nature of the soul. Uh, to this illithid, uh, someone enters the room here. Cause I think we're all at the wizard's tower now. Is this, is this just a tower that was built on the side of the ship or is it like part of the, uh, <gasps> no, I know what it is. Um, I don't know if Americans have this, but like soft serve ice cream will sometimes have like a ch- uh, chocolate flake stuck in the, in the top of it. The wizard's tower is the chocolate flake in the ice cream that is the Resubian. Do you, is that like the, the little, uh, the cone that's at the bottom of the cone, like the chocolate? At the bottom? No, sometimes, sometimes we get like the big straws or okay. whatever, right? No, it's it's a rectangular stick of like very flaky chocolate that is like in in the UK. It is the thing you have in like a soft serve ice cream. It is like just this weirdly crumbly, flaky rectangle of chocolate. Okay, I'm not. Um, so, uh, oh, okay. Ninety nine flake. Okay, 99 flakes, but a bitch ain't one. What is that? <laughs> okay, yeah, I mean, this is definitely a thing. I've never seen this before. I, I guess this is just a British thing, but in, in, in Britain, like, you wouldn't have, like, an ice cream in a cone without, like, one of those stuck in the top in the summer. That's the wizard's tower. I love learning. Thank you <laughs> for teaching me a new thing. Yay! The, the 99 flake by Cadbury. What in the fuck? Okay. Yeah, yeah it's 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 so just sorry. I'm telling you a history lesson now. It's so ubiquitous that an ice cream like an ice cream with one of those in is named after the brand. Like you would ask for a 99, which would be a soft serve with one of those in. 
Like, it's that ubiquitous. <laughs> I'm now reading the Wikipedia page. A 99 flake or a 99 is an ice cream cone with a Cadbury flake inserted into it. By 1930s, Cadbury was selling half-length flakes specifically for serving in an ice cream. This is the most British thing I have ever seen. I love this little <laughs> detail here that says the Cadbury website says the reason behind the flake being called a 99 has been, quote, lost to the mists of time. <laughs> <laughs> Which is such an intriguing way to describe it. Like a legend has been lost. I bet it had a sick-ass backstory. It was too powerful for the masses to know. Um, what was the other thing uh, that, that was lost to time? To, uh, was it the Triscuits? No one knows why they're called Triscuits. Oh, the name Triscuit is believed to come from a combination of the words electricity and biscuit. Okay, you say so. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> that, that's um, a, that's anyway. a bit much for the Triscuit, really. I was going to say, the Triscuit did not earn that title. <laughs> well, it was baked with electricity at a time when that was unusual, is I guess the end. Oh, okay. There. Okay. Um, all right, we learned a lot. So you're explaining all of this. We have the vi the image now of the Rizubian with this stick coming out of it, the Wizard of Tower that is under construction uh, for, for Wallace the Artuk. Uh Someone comes up to you, Trizzy, and asks for you. Uh, they are a fairy. Uh, we know Wendy. You've seen her before. She is an, uh, an illithid uh, combined with a fairy, and she comes in. She has a bunch of papers in her hand, and she says, Hey, you busy, Tristris? I wanted to show you some um, some whole stuff. Oh well, well, well. Um, oh, as it as much as it pains me to uh, leave this tour, um, I, I, you did this very important work you have for me. I'd better get on that ASAP. Off we go, Wendy, for this uh, scheduled very important work. <laughs> Yeah, she says, sorry, I forgot about this. I can't, when I came back from the last mission, I slept for like two days. It was very stressful. But then I woke up and all these papers were on the floor. And I was like, oh, yeah, I brought those for Trizzy. Like, you're, she's telling you this as you're probably returning to the bowels of the ship where you get away from the Admiral. Yeah, Trizzy's like, oh, thank God that 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 is the most insufferable person I've ever had the uh, displeasure to spend time with. Oh, well, you look big. I like that. I mean, I liked the big until he started opening his mouth, going, "Me, me, me! I'm so much better than you, me, me, me!" Mm. Too good for, too good for, for, for brisket ice cream. It's terrible. Well, he's an he's a ulithorid. It'd be kind of weird if you. Oh, I guess that you don't really understand. Never mind. It's a whole thing. <laughs> it's normal and expected for them to be like that. I mean, look, that that one was part angel. I I get. I expected a bit of snootiness. It doesn't mean I have to like it. <laughs> Mm. So this is a hole. <laughs> she shoves the papers into your hands and you look at them and see that it is data from a uh, space station that was monitoring a black hole. Uh, and this is, I don't know if this data is interesting or useful to you. Maybe uh, Arcana to see if this is anything. Yeah. Let's, Wendy does let's... not understand the nature of your, <laughs> your job. Uh, right. That's a plus four. 22. Holy shit, that's crazy. instantly realizes how helpful this is going to be. Um, and I think grabs Wendy uh, by the arm and starts like running down towards the bottom of the ship. Oh, it's a good hole? <laughs> I didn't realize. Oh, this is real good hole. This is exactly the hole information I needed. Oh, this is great. Uh, yeah, you, ru you run down a tunnel uh, to where your, uh, your Gronk, <laughs> I was going to say your Chromunculus, which is the name of the ability as an <laughs> artificer you have, but we don't think of him that way. He's a hologram, uh, you know, roars to life, and the little goblin is like, 
my love, you've returned. And you just run right past him. <laughs> I was like, I'll get to you later, Gronk. This is more important. Um, Wendy says, I, I, I just, are they saying something about, uh, you know, uh, science? And I was like, oh, Trizzy loves science. Uh, I thought you would, uh, I didn't realize it was this big of a deal. Oh, uh, you, you have, you have accidentally, oh, this is, mm. Okay, okay. I'm gonna have to, like, wind back slightly. I've been working on some stuff, and I'm not supposed to be working on it, but, like, this is gonna be really helpful. Are you okay if I, like, catch you up to speed on what I'm up to? Hell yeah, Triz Triz, lay down the gossip. The oil gossip? Oil is dripping down from the ceiling. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that, sorry about that. Um, So, here's the thing. I'm gonna get everyone home. Oh, shit. I I'm I'm gonna do it. I I'm I I you know some of the some of the bits of the plan are still coming together, but I'm gonna work it out. I I I started by trying to make uh, something for the engine so that we could infuse magic into the engine. Uh, I I I make a I made a dimension door seal out of machinery that we could channel magic into, and that did work. It it, it technically works. It is a first step, but like it it was missing something and. I'm trying to work out how we can get the ship over big, long distances. Like, there's other problems we've got to worry about later. We've got to worry about how we're going to keep this thing intact and not absolutely destroyed by the process. But a couple of thoughts I was thinking about. First of all, I was thinking about black holes and wormholes, and this is why this research is perfect. I am hoping that there is something in here that we can use to connect two points in space and use that to get us home. I am, I am thinking that, like, if we could contain some kind of uh you know black hole wormhole type anomaly in like just like a little contained way somewhere down in the bottom of the ship just in a very like very careful way and then i've been trying to work out like the missing piece here because i would need to use some form of magic to connect uh the the space anomaly and the uh the sigil i've created in the engine and the uh, i still got to work out the missing part of 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 how we're going to do that because uh, magic does not play nicely uh, the way I need it to between those. But let me let me get looking at these. Let me get looking at these notes. So I understood 100% of that because I'm basically as smart as you. Uh, you said something about a wormhole. Are you going to fill the ship with worms? No, 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 no. Um, I want to make a, a point in space that connects to another point in space that is home. And we can use the, 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 uh, we can use the big suck. We can have our own big suck that takes us home. Oh, the big suck. Okay. I, you should have just said that. We can have a little big suck that takes us home. I think is the theory. I am also, um, I'm also a science person like you. So I know all the technical terms, the big suck, the small suck, the side suck. Uh, <laughs> uh, so yeah, Trizzy is, like, pouring through these notes, and, um, I think quite quickly comes back around, and is like, I might need your help. Ah, as a fellow scientist, I cannot refuse the call for aid from a colleague such as yourself. I, mm. She bonks herself with a wrench by accident. <laughs> <laughs> um, Trizzy ignores this. Trizzy's herself accidentally with a wrench way too many times to care. Um, yeah, Triz Trizzy turns around and goes, You have wild magic, correct? 
Absolutely. I was a little squiggly tadpole, and they knocked a fairy out, and then they, it's kind of gruesome. Do you want the whole thing? There's an enlarge reduce. I mean, it's up to you how much of the thing you want to give me. I'm good with any amount. They enlarged the fairy, they reduced me, and then they combined us, and fairies are inherently magical, and uh, mind flayers inherently psionic, and magic and psychics don't uh, mix, and so the whole thing is popping in here. She probably points it at herself. It's like it's a it's kind of a uh, um, uh, heavy metal concert at all times inside of uh, inside of your girl. <laughs> so it comes busting out. Okay, okay. So I'm kind of counting on the fact that your magic is mixed in with a bunch of psionics. It doesn't. It doesn't have the same. Oh, what's the word? It doesn't have the same frequency as other magic. And I have been having trouble getting this engine to work with traditional magic. And I think that your wild magic might be the missing piece we need to pour into this engine, create just like a little tiny, just like a tiny little space anomaly that we can contain, and then just got to work out how to make the ship not explode when we do so, and I think I can get us home. I've just now thought, like, uh, the, you know, last downtime when you made the, uh, you got the dimension door teleportation stuff working. And I was thinking, how does that contain a wormhole? And, like, what if it is teleporting the wormhole in place? Like, it teleporting it to the same place a <gasps> oh. hundred million times a second? You know what I'm saying? I like, it never has a I chance. I love this. I love this so much. That's perfect. Uh <laughs> and just at the moment we need it, we're like, okay, wormhole. Go and we stop teleporting it in place, and that's how we we harness it to go home. Yeah, I mean this this makes a lot of sense too because like I was thinking that like how does Trizzy invent an engine no one's ever invented before? And it's like you know she's very talented, but like there are other engineers and there are other wizards. But wild magic is inherently something that you know no one should really have a yeah. mastery of. So this is a great uh, you know inroad here. It's a great uh, point uh, uh, of you know. Yeah. Inflection, I guess, for this whole project. Yeah. So I, I, I think Trizzy, Trizzy turns back to Wendy and goes, Are you happy to help me create a potentially incredibly dangerous space anomaly inside the ship that we do not tell the captain about until uh, I've done the thing afterwards where I make the ship safe enough to travel through it? Are you up for this level of subterfuge? Triz, Triz, you put an engine on my ice pick. Anything you need, bud. Okay, okay, um, and Trizzy starts, like, very quickly, like, assembling some bits of machinery and, like, starting to, uh, section off an area, like, a corner of a room that's, like, do not cross red line, this is where the space anomaly will be, um, and starts trying to connect up, um, some additional machinery, basically, for Wendy to start, um, channeling some wild magic into. Yes, so in addition to the stuff you get as a level 5 artificer, the thing we're giving you is a feat that Wendy recently earned called Unstable Backlash, which yes. means when you get hit because of your exposure to wild magic during these experiments, uh, some wild magic can lash out from you because it has infused you, and then we'll roll in this big D100 table you have prepared, and we'll get some uh, some wacky effects. So I'm pretty excited about this. So it took us, we were brainstorming yeah. what Trizzy could get for this one, and it took us a bit, but I think when we got there, we were both really, really jazzed about this idea. We, we, 
we were trying to find something that was like, we need like three steps for the ship to get home, and I didn't want two of them to be, I get teleport powers, or two of them to be, I get shield powers. But this, I think, really works. And I, I don't know what the flavour of, of, of this, of how the wild magic getting into Trizzy happens. I think that there's maybe a degree of... um. This is initially working as intended, and Wendy's just, like, pumping wild magic into these, like, electrodes that she's holding or something, and, um, <laughs> part of the machinery that has been very horridly put together, because Trizzy was very excited about this prospect, um, starts maybe coming a bit loose, uh, maybe was not put together with as much care as it necessarily should have been, uh, so Trizzy has to run in and start, like, tightening uh, bolts and and um, screws and things in the midst of this machinery and and that is where uh, some some wild magic happens yeah you irradiate yourself once yeah I like this Wendy is like holding two electrodes everything's glowing green um, you're just like smiling looking at this their the reflection on your goggles uh, you know bright uh, and you don't even realize what you've done uh, can we get a d100? Uh, to see what a oh. wild magic effect makes this evident. I just realized okay. this is an opportunity. I didn't even have that planned. <laughs> I was just like, what if something no, no, crazy no, no. happens? That's, that's, that's great. This is how we know that it's worked. I've got to get my, my D100 list out. I'm not used to having it for the home sessions. Um, <laughs> yeah. When 29, what happens on... Uh, 29. Um, I really hope it's not just like, you get two attacks this round. Because <laughs> that's, that's nope. nothing. Um permanently learn a new language. Oh, fuck! What's a new language that, that Trizzy could suddenly start spouting? I mean, we just had this discussion earlier about the duck language. It would be very funny if you started quacking. <laughs> See, I, I was going to go with, is there a Wendy-specific language that would be good, but no, I have to learn duck now. Tr Trizzy, Trizzy now knows duck. Oh my god, okay, so you, you you all are doing these experiments, and then you rejoin uh, the tour the tour party later, and you just walk up, and you try to, you know, say, like, hey, I'm back, and you're just like, quack, 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 quack. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we can, we can jump to... <laughs> Uh, yeah, do we do we just jump straight to that? I, I mean, I think so. There's a little bit more tour, and then we're going to do Cecilia's uh, downtime. Uh, so unless there's another <laughs> funnier moment that that can be revealed. Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't know if there is. I, I, there was some, some, maybe some stuff with Wendy's door, but I feel like this is the best way to play this out is, um, yeah, I, th I think <laughs> Tr Trizzy sort of, Thanks Wendy for all for all the help and heads back up uh, up top and gets back to the the tour group and j just attempts to say um uh, hi uh, hi hi crew I'm back how's everyone doing and it's just quacks so sometimes we like to get a little wacky on this station just to like kind of keep the atmosphere fun and um electric like this. This is this is like a fun thing that we sometimes do, and uh, I'm just trying to cover for the idea that when I go on the crew just walked up, starts quacking like a duck. Oh, okay. Uh, in that case, Bill notices the quack, obviously, uh, and uh, and and quacks back. Duck. <laughs> Trizzy stops, dead in her tracks, and uh -huh. goes. D d duck duck do you say duck duck in duck yes 
Yeah, this is in duck. <laughs> just duck. Huh? Duck. Bill nods uh, with and basic basic uh, like affirmatives. I, I guess would also make sense for this um, language. And uh, he's like, quack. Um, yeah. that, that means yes. I think Frizzy <laughs> realizes what's happened and waddles right back to Wendy. Yeah. <laughs> so just like, hey, 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 Wendy. Hi. Hey. Hey, Tristan, you're back already. Hi. Hey. Hey. Yeah. I know duck. I know a duck too. Uh, Bill Webb. No, he's the security. No, oh, no, no. I know how to speak duck. Oh, I didn't know how to speak duck like ten minutes ago. Oh, that's a good one. I should have thought. I should have thought this through this language more. Uh, but like in in my mind, it, it is it is it is only as sophisticated as like an actual earth duck. Uh, no, and I I think that is I think that is perfect. <laughs> I think intonation of tone and. Yeah, he's great. Yeah, perf- yeah, exactly. But but here's the thing, Trizzy now knows how to do the intonations. Like she knows how to Big how time. to inflect the, the food quack. Yeah, so now like uh, if we're in a tough situation, uh, we can be we can uh, do, do do little uh, do little yeah. signs. Tr- Trizzy can now shout like danger, threat. Oh yeah, oh run. yeah, that 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 sounds like a duck. Thing. Yeah. Oh, but yeah, no. Tr- Trizzy comes right back to Wendy. He's like, it, that's. That's that's a good walk. Oh, that's a good one. Uh, last last time it happened to me, uh, I got space flu, and then before that, it turned me into like a Power Ranger. Anyway, there's there's a lot of ways what, they what, can go. What, wait, wait, wait. This is this this wild magic. Oh, definitely. You got you got uh, cool oh. cool mint flavor, girl. Oh, uh huh. I mean, look. I'm glad I rolled well on the. I rolled on the. <laughs> rolled rolled well. I'm. I'm glad. I'm. I'm glad it started with. I'm. I'm. I'm glad it started with learning duck. <laughs> I, that's that's one I can I can adjust to that one. It's both practical and funny. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I love it because Leon put duck on his sheet as a joke. It's like you set up you set yeah, up a yeah. mouse trap in a room and close the door. You're like no one will ever go in there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Tr- Trizzy Trizzy now like has questions. Is like, oh, oh, I need to process this. How 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 bad can these get? Well, some days you'll breathe fire, other days you'll have uh, two tails, and then the next day you'll be able to see through time, and then the day after that you'll be inside out. Oh, cool. Oh, cool. Yep, 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 more being at the whims of things out of my control. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun. You want to just bonk each other? It's gonna be fun. Do you want to hit each other with hammers to see what we can get to come out? I I I think I'm gonna need like a minute to 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 get used to the idea that that that's that that's gonna happen. But like when I'm a little more ready, we can totally uh, bonk each other with hammers and see what happens. Suit yourself. Wendy hits herself in the face with a hammer. <laughs> Are we rolling D100 for you? <laughs> yeah, if it's funny, we'll do. We'll keep it. I yeah yeah. <laughs> Do it. Roll it. What is it? Let's find out. <laughs> no, I got 68. I got 68 in the last episode. You did get 68 in the last one. Oh, it's so close to being nice. 
Yeah. 62. 62. Okay. Okay. A very chill NPC appears. Nobody but you sees anything strange about this. (laughs) They seem very normal. Oh, no. (laughs) I have to come up with an NPC on the spot now. Oh, no. I mean, we can can revisit this. I like the idea that she hits herself in the face with a hammer and then turns and goes, oh, I didn't see you there. Um, and then Trizzy, you're just like, what? They've been there the whole time. And then we just cut away. Yeah. Because yeah. we've done something terrible. <laughs> um, Bill Webb and St. Cecilia, how are you finishing off this tour of the Resubian? Well, I believe now that you have seen all of our ice cream machines, our movie theater, and where we grow weed, uh, I want you to understand what we are a scientific and humanitarian endeavor. It's just those rooms aren't all that interesting. We have a hydroponics bay. Exactly. That's where the weed is. Mm-hmm. Well, this was a very effective communication of your ship's capabilities, communication officer. I commend your abilities. You're obviously extremely qualified. I believe you want to uh, speak to the... Uh... Uh, I can't remember the name of our captain at the moment. Slack to me. No, I remembered his name. I was like, what's his position? <laughs> I was like, captain, never mind. I believe you would want to uh, speak to our captain then. I believe we have held you far too long showing you ice cream. <laughs> what is the captain's position? Is like that Tumblr post. Is like someone asked me what animal the pink panther was. <laughs> <laughs> on, on both sides of the moron sexual. <laughs> All right. Oh. Uh, you take uh, Admiral Grice to the bridge to speak to Captain Dumil. Um, once properly escorted, I guess your time is yours. Uh, do you want to uh, have any interaction? with uh, Bill Webb there, Cecilia, before we peel you off? These these bodyguards, uh, are they armed? One would assume. Absolutely, yeah. They have extremely high-tech-looking rifles. Shit. Um, Bill, uh, before they go to the bridge, uh, Bill says, uh, for security reasons, I'm going to have to ask uh, you to uh, stow your weapons before entering the bridge. Oh, fuck, that's good. Um I want to say deception because I don't know if that's protocol necessarily. Is it? Is that true? It literally. It it sh- it really. It literally is. I mean, you can't. You can't have. Uh, I mean, foreign dignitaries can enter the bridge of a, of a ship, but like they can't come. <laughs> they can't come armed with like. We did also have a sec- We had a security incident on in the bridge already, so it wouldn't make sense. Yeah. How about intimidation? Just your force of personality. Shit. It's not like you're trying to scare them, okay. but just to assert yourself. Right. Okay. I mean, here I go. 14. Um, I think with a 14, that's above average. I think they will say, uh, well, we will deactivate them. Like, they'll they'll pop the clip out, you know, and give you the ammo or whatever. But they're not going to ever surrender the actual weapons. That's fine. I'll take their ammo. All right. Yeah. Wow, it's just a power play. These these are, like, two really big <laughs> illithids. And they're like, okay, duck. <laughs> Earth duck. <laughs> <laughs> Incredible. The canon mind players would be so mad if they knew about this. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Yeah. They they surrender their their ammo. Uh, anything okay. else? We can go to the bridge now. Yeah. You drop the admiral off at, at the uh, you know the captain's place, and they're gonna have a private conversation, and you you two are free to go. Uh, Trizzy Trizzy comes back to the group again um, mm-hmm. and goes. <laughs> Uh, this time in common, 
Um, sorry, I, I promise I wasn't just uh, finding an excuse to run away from the um, from the tour again. Although I am very glad I got to miss the rest of the tour. Um, Bell, sorry, sorry, didn't re didn't realize about the duck for a minute. Um, I have wild magic now. I have wild magic now. Oh, you're fine. Like I, I, I was as surprised as you were. Uh, we're I, good. I, yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I learned duck without knowing I had done so. Life's fun. Life's fun. Fun. Yeah, I not not a big fan of magic. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it's unstable. But look, I have I have all their weapons. I mean, I have all their ammo. <laughs> you know, you, you you do have to give it back at some point, right? Oh, oh, hold on. I would like to examine the ammo. Uh, like it's it's like a clip, right? Yeah. Okay. So there, there there's like bullets inside. Yep. Okay. I want to take. I want to take. Uh, hold on. I take one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I have no idea what Leon's up to. This is so terrifying. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm just gonna write mind flare, uh, bullet, mm -hmm. heavy. I'll say heavy jacketed bullet. Okay. Yeah, I think at this point, yeah, Trizzy, you came up the elevator to the bridge uh, deck to see the rest of them, and you all are having this conversation in front of a big window, and you can see the stars uh, outside the Resubian. In fact, you get a glimpse of the new constellation. Oh, it's not that troll again, is it? No, we have passed out of the troll zodiac. Uh, the era of the troll is over, so you're no longer going to be botching on twos. Instead, yes. you have entered the era of the rust monster. Okay. All right. That's a fun little guy. Yeah, a rust monster is a kind of like insectoid creature. Uh, the stars, uh, you know, kind of uh, vaguely look like the outline of one. It has like big antennas and a shell. Um, and I think you all can kind of get from context clues <laughs> that rust monsters eat metal. Uh, and so the effect of this is everything's going to be more fragile during this era. Aww. Specifically, every time you get hit your AC will be lowered by one. Oh, no. Mm. Oh, just, fun. Uh, cumulatively, just every time you get hit, just keeps going down? Absolutely, yeah. So first... Are there good constellations? <laughs> <laughs> These constellations blow. They're all mean. Uh-huh. Yeah, there are good ones. Uh, this one is... I don't want to see them. All I want are bad ones now. That's what I just think that's the best. We just have this shitty constellation. We all made this bad zodiac together. Oh, Austin. Austin. Austin, mm -hmm. you don't know what you've just done. You're made, you've made it infinitely easier for me to get hit over time oh. after giving me the ability to have wild magic every time I'm hit. I didn't even think of that. Yeah, no, I had the constellations all planned out before we started, so this is not intentional. Yeah, that that sure has has worked worked out. Yeah, so every time you get hit, it will be easier to get hit again, uh, which will be a kind of cascade, what's called a failure cascade, so we'll see how that works out. Um, uh also, I realized I didn't say the other things that happened when I leveled up, other, mm -hmm. other than getting unstable backlash. Um, I I now also get an extra, I get the extra attack thing that mm. I can do. Uh, I now know mirror image and shatter that don't uh, take up the number of spells I can know. I've got some second level slots, and I know heat metal now, con which is convenient considering this is the the metal arc. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so some good spells. Shatter is a big explosion. Uh, you can bonk people twice with your wrench, just the way Bill Webb can double bonk with the knife. So everyone's getting stronger. Um, is there anything right uh, here in this hallway you all are talking about before St. Cecilia does her level up? 
That is a very tasteful vest, uh, vest build-up. Where did you get it? Oh, great question. Uh, I don't have any lore for that. Uh, I th- <laughs> um, that's not what Bill says, though. Um, that damn. would be a great response. I need to start using that in very real life when people ask me questions. Shit, I don't have any lore for that. <laughs> uh, I, I, they had to make a uniform special for me, and also, uh, because I'm a security officer, I needed to wear armor, but because I'm a duck, I can't wear heavy armor, so they made me this. Uh, and by they, I mean uh, the armorers who helped uh, were part of the training. That's exquisitely designed. I mean, very dapper. I'm sure you get told that all the time. Yes, uh, it, it, it is comfortable and it protects me from uh, pe- people shooting me. Yeah, I, it's, mean, it's, I mean, it's, it's no oil stained overalls, but it's pretty. It's all right. It's solid. <laughs> Do you have like an entire closet of it, or do you just kind of <laughs> do you rotate the same one over? I, 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 as far as I know, I have, I have one tasteful vest that uh, I wash. Well, this is wonderful. I love this, this for you. <laughs> It turns out you did have lore about your uh, yeah. vest after all. <laughs> yeah, I mean, not not exciting lore. It wasn't bestowed upon me from like a king or an, or anything uh, or like space space god. It it, it was given to me uh, because I'm small. It it took me a second to make for me to realize you meant the vest wasn't bestowed to you by a king. I thought you meant the lore. Like, no, no ki- a king didn't give me this background info. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Your Majesty, you please. Your Majesty, please bestow on a humble peasant such as I some lore. Just a little backstory, my leash. <laughs> Everyone oh sucks my. until you go to the king to beg for your backstory. Uh-huh. <laughs> I do admire your straight, Leon, because there's nothing stopping you from saying a king gave you right. the best. <laughs> right. They, they, that, that, that's true. I, I could have gone it much harder, but. But it's a double-edged sword because then I'll have the king show up and be like, "Yeah, oh, hand, no, no, I no, no. That you're, you're right. a cow. You're a coward for not doing it. I'm doing it." Trizzy bursts out with, "Oh yeah, king gave me my overalls." <laughs> Shit! <laughs> All right, a king enters the scene. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> he demands his overalls back. No, then mind you, never have them. Runs into the walls. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, wait, is that the person we summoned to follow magic? The, the character yeah. who's been there This is the king you guys saw, right? Oh my god, <laughs> holy shit. Do, is, are there any character names that you have? Because we, uh, we can definitely oh. do king something who everyone uh. is like, oh yeah, he's been there the whole time. Oh, let me let me look. Do I have do I have any I haven't already like set for something? Yeah, exactly. Oh. Uh. I mean, I had Maxwell down. I had a Maxwell I hadn't assigned to anything. This could be King Maxwell. I just think because the Maxwells were the, 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 the oh, villains you're right. of the yeah. other season. No. Okay, someone throw me a name. What's this king's name? Humongous. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I'm a king humongous. And I'm like, oh, I guess he's a porn star. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I actually like King Humongous. I, if, if we're voting... Like, I, Look, I, I like King humongous. humongous, but only if he is not at all Humongous. I mean, wait, are you doing a bit? Because like, that's Lord Humongous from Mad Max, right? Oh, I have oh. no, I've never seen Mad Max, Austin. Oh, this okay. is okay. This is one off the dome that just happened to be a thing. 
Um, okay, I'm Lord Humongous is a professional wrestling character, also known as a gimmick, that was introduced to Memphis Continental Wrestling Association. The character oh was based on Mad Max. Okay, never mind. Woof! I thought the, I thought the Mad Max was based on this wrestling thing, and I was about to have my worldview shaken. A lot of stuff has been, was based on Mad Max. The uh, the Road Warriors are a tag team. They also became the, called the Legion of Doom, and they wear Mad Max stuff mm-hmm. on them. Oh my god. Okay, what does King Humongous look like? Oh. He's tall. I'm going to have to say he's tall. Fair enough. I brought no, that No, up. Wait, <laughs> no, wait. No. He's not. He's, he's not. No, tall. he's not. He's tiny. He's tiny. Yeah. No. No, he's tiny. He's he's a he's another goblin. He's he's a goblin king. Can he be really buff though? Like in my mind I'm just picturing a very short version <laughs> of uh, Major Armstrong from Full Metal Alchemist. <laughs> like very tiny but super ripped. <laughs> re- re- wrestling just straight up like ripped things off like there was a, a sting and the ultimate warrior before they were big they were in a tag team literally just called the blade runners uh it, it's just that's just a thing wrestling is a no laws no copyright zone uh-huh. <laughs> that's where our most iconic characters come from though I i i wouldn't tell a wrestler you can't do that it's against copyright because what if they beat me up that's true. They, they can break whatever copyright they like. They can beat I, me up. That's true. I mean, I mean, speaking of Sting, he literally just dressed up like the Crow in the nineties. <laughs> the most enduring gimmick of our age. He's right. Been doing he's, it for like thirty years. He's still doing it in AEW right now. You want to sue me? We'll we'll settle this at SummerSlam. <laughs> yeah. Right. Your your in honor. A steel cage. Sting is also <laughs> only the second most famous person named Sting. Uh, he's a little more famous than the sting from the police in my heart. Are, well, yeah, for in, in, in like my, in my world and in my interests, it, he is definitely, that's what I, who I think of when I think of sting. Yeah. I also sometimes think of sting Mon from Digimon, but that's an entirely different thing. Okay. <laughs> awesome. What are you doing over there? I, I'm getting an image of King Humongous. Okay. <laughs> And this is who's going to enter the scene. So this is uh, Trizzy says, I got my overalls from a king because uh, you are all under the magical impression this person has been here the whole time. That was the magic effect. Yep. Yep. Um, I've room, but Wendy thinks that this person has just always been uh, on, on the ship. There's nothing strange about them being here. Yeah. And uh, so this this little buff goblin <laughs> carried on a palanquin by like robot goblins that they found in your workshop uh, is carried in, into the room and is just... Just like, hmm, peasant, return the overalls. I won't tell you again to the dungeon with you. Uh, Tracy's just like, never. You gave them to me. They're mine now. They are my right. And, and scurries into the walls. God, Caesar. Uh, the <laughs> King you Humong- have no dominion here. <laughs> King Humongous talks is talking to you, Bill. Caesar. Oh. <laughs> uh, 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 wait. <laughs> okay, Bill. Bill. Okay, so Bill definitely thinks that this guy has been here the whole time. Yeah, he's but, been here but, the whole time. But <laughs> is 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 Bill loyal to King Humongous? That's what I want to know. Oh, that's yeah. <laughs> I would have to say no. I would have to say that Bill, uh, you know, oh. it, it work works within uh, his own uh, the, with the, the police military thing, and that his captain is captain, and that he kind of resents uh, King Humongous telling him what to do. So, uh, so uh, Bill. Uh, sh- basically shows him the barrel of his gun, uh, uh, the the uh, illithid pistol that he just found, and he's like, 
He's like, no more kings. Uh, he's, oh like, he's like, he's like, uh, you don't tell me what to do. I'm actually taller than you. Uh, and he and he just brandishes his uh, weapon. Can I get wisdom saving throws from uh, Saint Cecilia and Bill Webb uh, as the uh, the robot goblins carrying his palanquin lift him up higher than you, so he's taller. Oh, seven. Austin, Austin, I'm so glad you rolled my favorite thing on the wild magic table. I'm so, I'm so excited for this one. <laughs> I rolled a 13. Can I also note, I'm just sad that you got to this character concept before little Dan did, because this is absolutely <laughs> King right Humongous. King yeah. Humongous, the goblin who's always existed. <laughs> <laughs> Who rides around in a chair of robot goblins and orders everyone around like they're royalty? Yes. Okay, yeah, with a seven, Bill Webb, you fail, I think, which causes you uh, to become afflicted by the status effect fear. And you can guess, you can choose how that works. But I'm just thinking that uh, King Humongous kind of uh, advances on you and you kind of back out of the room and off screen. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I think that makes sense. Uh, Bill uh, puts his uh, uh, stolen, let's say confiscated gun back into his uh, vest and uh, makes a, uh, a hasty retreat. Uh, to try to like m- maybe get his bigger gun armed around himself. <laughs> Austin, yeah. Austin, can can I roll stealth? Absolutely. I I have a I have a plan. I have oh, an idea. I'm so I scared. St- oh, Steal no. King Humongous's crown. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm going for. Oh really? <laughs> okay. <stealth>. okay. <laughs> Oh my god. Okay, yeah, so this picture of the Goblin King I put in the chat has a, a crown and a bunch of jewelry on. So with a 24, uh, Trizzy, do you snatch the crown off King Humongous's head? Oh yeah, no, Trizzy just like pops out of a, like a, slides away a ceiling tile and drops down from the ceiling <laughs> to steal the crown. I feel yeah. like this should be like a Samson thing where like without the crown he loses his power. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so first, uh, Bill, you kind of exit the scene, and uh, King Humongous is like, halt, knave, and begins advancing on you with his palanquin, and then Trizzy you know, slides out of a ceiling tile, grabs the crown, uh, and he starts going ballistic, just being like, insolence, insolence! Uh, and Triz- Trizzy, Trizzy holds the crown and just goes, are you ready to let me keep my overalls, the ones that you gave me, that I was allowed to have and to keep? And then I'll give you back your crown, you know, your item of clothing, and we just we get on with our days? Or do I have to, you know, do I have to... Uh, and Trizzy goes to, like, put the crown on herself, like, ooh, ooh, do I, ha- oh, wow. do, I, do I have to? Do I have to? Never, you insolent knave. I will have your head. She, she puts the crown on. Oh, oh shit. <laughs> Look, she's had enough of people being snooty and looking down on her today. She's putting the crown on. Oh, my God. St. Cecilia, do you just slip away? <laughs> Are you just like, oh, okay? Uh, I just yeah, she's just kind of sitting there. I think Saint Cecilia is more upset. Like she's looking at her little like notepad of all like her her various different like people she interacts with. She's like, I don't have any notes on King Humongous. This is an enormous <laughs> oversight on my part. <laughs> like she's really kind of angry at herself. Like how did I forget King Enormous? <laughs> Humongous, whatever his name is. I mean, yeah, he his know his name. He's always been here. One is his, oh, he was born King Enormous, and then when he was crowned, he took the the kingly name King King Enormous, uh, King Ginormous. Austin, yeah, I'm I'm so sorry for what I've put you through today, but uh, yeah, no, Trizzy has the crown. That one is just. That's 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 that. If I know our fans, uh, King Enormous is the only thing they're going to talk about for four months. Oh God, I know it's great. <laughs> um, 
But eventually, uh, Cecilia, you kind of take the elevator down off the bridge deck to go back to your room. Um, as you as you are leaving, you know the <laughs> the chaos behind. You're looking at your notes. You're like, Goblin King, what the hell? Like, what King of what? <laughs> what does that even mean on this ship? Uh, and you don't even see that someone is uh, sitting outside your your quarters, like sitting outside the door. And uh, they stand up, and you see it is Lisa, uh, the clown that you spent a lot of the last arc with. Uh, she is uh, not dressed in her full colorful rainbow regalia. She seems like uh, she probably has like the dress blues on because there's a, a diplomat aboard, but it's, it, you know, kind of clashes with her face paint and, and uh, <laughs> a little red nose and stuff. So it's a, it's an interesting look. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't see you there. Nice. I like, you know, I like it when you're so colorful, but it's nice seeing you in a different ensemble. I feel like you bring a lot of character to it. Oh, th- thanks, Cece. I, I'm trying to make a good impression on the Admiral. Uh, he's v- very tall and uh, regal and stuff, and I don't want to embarrass everyone. Again, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm embarrassing everyone. No, no, I don't think you need to worry about that at all. The uh, Admiral has his ways, but I think uh, from what I've gleaned from him, he seems like an okay character. I think he is trying just as hard as we are. Well, it's a, there's a high bar for character on this ship, you know? We have you, you're, you're great. We have King Enormous, of course, who everyone loves. I I forgot all about <laughs> King Humongous, and it has been my greatest disgrace. I, I have a list of all these people to try to make sure their needs are being met, and I haven't even been considering King Humongous. I have to throw him a party or something. Oh, we should. You're a great party planner. I do love to throw parties. Yeah, actually, I, that's what I wanted to talk to you about. Um, not parties specifically, but events. You know, that you wanted to help me with the book club um, and getting people, you know, they're getting their morale up. Um, mm-hmm. And she, you see at this point, she pulls out a, a box from behind her back because she, she got you a present. Um, she says, do you want to uh, go inside? This is embarrassing if we're in the hallway. Everyone can see me give you a present. Okay. Yeah. Sure. We can uh, go inside. Uh, yes. Le- yes. Let's let's go inside. Just open the door, please. It has been a long day, and I don't know how to end conversations at the moment. Whoosh! The door opens, um, and Lisa says, "Oh, you have the the whoosh setting on, huh? Suspicious." They got to have it on. You want the whoosh setting on. It's it's very dramatic. It's very gothic. It creates like an atmosphere. If I had some bats hanging from the ceiling that came out when it whooshed, it would really be like spot on ambiance. I was thinking you would have it set to the lightning, you know, like the thunder when the door opens. That's how I pictured it. There's a fine line you have to strike between uh, going for it and like not making yourself look like a fucking joke. And that is a challenge <laughs> I face every single day. I want the lightning. I want it. But if you saw me with the lightning, you'd be like this bitch. Look at this bitch over here. No, you got to make yourself a joke. People love jokes. No one's ever heard a good joke and been like, ew, disgusting. That's true, but like... Ugh, I feel like my family back home would hear about this and they'd be like, this is embarrassing. Like this is this is humiliating, CC. You have you have become gauche. And that is that is a big faux pas in vampire culture. Oh, your family. You were telling me that you have your, your grandfather Dio? 
Yes! Oh, good grandfather, Dio. Well, I shouldn't say it affectionately. He still drinks blood the, uh, the old-fashioned way. That's the polite way of saying he murders people. So <laughs> uh, we don't really kind of communicate with him as much. Uh, but, you know, I do appreciate his fashion sense. I really wish I could pull off uh, heart-shaped bracelets and uh, armbands the same way he does. Uh, yeah, I knew you had to get it from someone. Look at this. She gestures to your uh, formal wear. Uh, the box that she has, the present, is a very long box. Uh, it's like a very, it's a very large present. <laughs> um, she sets it down like on your your bed or something. Um, and she says, so I was thinking about what you might need. Uh, you know, we've, uh, we we just went through a whole thing where somebody shattered your arm. I'm not, we're not pointing fingers. I don't uh, even remember who it was. <laughs> but I don't want you to be in danger if you can't defend yourself. I guess I shouldn't spoil it. You open the present. Okay. Uh, I will, knowing full well this could be a hilarious prank and it shoots me with uh, <laughs> seltzer or something, I still am going to like ca- like very like casually open it. Uh, fully expecting there to be a joke. Oh yeah, I should. I should have had some kind of joke. Hold on, let me think. <laughs> well, what if it's a fun joke though? What if it like uh, shoots out confetti or something harmlessly? I mean, that's worse than if it had just sprayed me. That I, I, I can clean up water pretty easily, but confetti everywhere—that's a mess for life. Oh no! Yeah. This ship will be in a junkyard. They'll still be cleaning confetti out of it. <laughs> uh, but for for your level up, you asked me for a, a specific item. Why don't you describe it? Yeah, so uh, I have like Saint Cecilia has like her her space rapier, where like it you know glows with this sort of crimson laser hue to it. Uh, but I thought I wanted I wanted to add a little bit of pep to the sword. So like now the sword uh, glows with this crimson hue, but it'll like stay static for a moment, and then it'll run through like the colors of the rainbow, and then go back to crimson red again. And it's it's a lot more motley and fun now. All right, and that's a plus one rapier. Yeah. Also, every time it hits somebody, it goes. I think Discord cut you off. What does it do? Discord okay. might be cutting me off, but you'll hear it in the edit. It, I, it's there. I, can, I can see my little thing right there. <laughs> <laughs> You're censored for truth. <laughs> they, won't, they won't let me make clown noises. This Discord's anti-clown. Oh, my God. The prejudice is out of control. I um, never. How do you respond to this gift? It's wonderful. Like she is like, oh my gosh, this is wonderful. How did you even come about the mate? Like, did what? How this is so like hugs and all this sort of stuff is going on, and she's just she's trying to find words, but she's asking like fourteen questions. Yeah, Lisa tries to explain. She says, you know, Doctor Joven is a metallurgist, and uh, Wallace is like a wizard. Did you know that? And but she before she finishes, suddenly she kind of convulses in the hug, and then turns around and runs to the bathroom. Are you okay? Are you allergic to hugs? Is that a clown thing I should know? Uh, you hear her throwing up in your bathroom. Ah. Uh, uh, will just go up to the door and say, is there anything I can get for you? It's, um, is there anything I should get Dr. Joven for? Does he have thrill joy? No, I do not believe he does, unfortunately. Do you? <laughs> I do not. Uh, you saw the way to get it before, and it didn't seem like it was a super fun thing to do. So, unfortunately, 
All I have is uh, a copy of the six body problem that I'm working my <laughs> way through vigorously. Uh, oh, you okay? If you were gonna plan the book club, you need to hold my hair. Yeah, absolutely. I got you. I was talking to Render. I think Render's interest. He seems like a smart guy, so I thought you know we should get some smart people in there, so that when I'm dumb and I don't know what's going on, we can let them talk. And I, as I was saying, I'm gonna help you know pull her hair back and you know be there. Yeah. Can I get a medicine check? Uh, I'd prefer if you didn't ask for that and you asked. <laughs> <laughs> <All right. laughs> yeah. Well, that's life, huh? Well, I botched. <laughs> Oh, oh my god. <laughs> so, thank you, Austin. I don't, uh, you destroyed me. I'm dead. All right. I think here's what she says. She's she's uh, you know, eventually drinks some water and feels a little better, sits on the floor, and she says, "I'm trying to uh be a good morale officer." And uh I th- you know, I'm very thankful for all your help, but there's one morale case I think is going to be the most difficult. And I I really, I need someone, I need someone's help, and I think you're the only one who can do it. Okay. If there is anything I can help with, I'm happy to. Okay. So if I had been a better morale officer, I don't think Dot would have been quite so fragile and and snapped when she found out we couldn't go home. Uh, And now she's confined to crew quarters and presumably becoming... Uh, more and more bitter every day as she's locked in there, which seems like a morale time bomb. That is uh, definitely a true point. I have been meaning to speak to Bill Webb about uh, getting some perhaps one-on-one time with her. Well, there's no time like the present. Oh my god, I got you a present. It works on multiple levels. (laughs) You alright, buddy? Uh, (laughs) No, that was her. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> it, no. was, it, was, it was so realistic. Like, I was like, what? Acting. Um, he's so good. He's so good. Uh, okay, yeah. I guess I'm, I'm heading over to uh, see. Well, I want to make sure Lisa's taken care of first. So I want to take her to um, clown sleep. <laughs> <laughs> make sure she's like you know set up and like resting because this shit's you know it's fucking ruthless and like you know whatever dr joven would provide is like nearby but then like yeah i'll, I'll go i'll go help out with this all right so you you take care of lisa she is resting for now i think we have decided not to go as dark as that could have gone and instead i think we're gonna we're gonna get dot mixed up in this storyline because that is the the number one uh success that i think would help lisa uh feel uh validated as the morale officer (laughs) so you go to dot's quarters and i think uh you know you approach the door (laughs) <laughs> and I think when it opens, it does the lightning and thunder. She has it set. <laughs> she has it set to the spookiest setting. And inside, this is she's like, "Pretty cool." And inside, she's like, "Come in!" <laughs> wow, the ambiance in this room is incredible. Like it, it really echoed. That really carried. Like wow. Have you been doing some soundproof? Well, I guess it's the opposite of soundproofing. You wanted it to carry, so. What's what's up with these acoustics? 
I've been working. <coughs> oh, I can't really do the voice. I can't really do the voice yet. Hold on. You come into her quarters. You she see she's wearing like uh, all black, you know, like uh, big metal studs and everything, like uh, very illithid fashion. But she's like bundled up in a blankie with like a hot cocoa or something. <laughs> she wasn't expecting a visitor. So she hasn't, uh, you know, perfected the uh, the villainous thing she was trying to do there. And she says, uh, what are you? What are you coming here to taunt me? You already bonked me on the head with a, a bunch of stuff. I would never come here to taunt you. That is not my style. It's not my MO. I am here to talk to you. It looks like you could use a friend right now. Yeah, I tried to have a brain friend and you took it from me. Well, that is not really a friend when you take them against their will. So that is something perhaps we need to discuss of boundaries. What about the tadpole? That would have loved to be my brain friend. I, I feel like you are uh, perhaps projecting a little bit, but that is not really what I'm here to talk about. I want to ask how you are doing. I'd be doing a lot better if you'd let me out. Well, that is something we would like to see, but I think first we have to talk about where your state is right now. My state? What? Are you, you... Like, ha are you having fun? <laughs> Excuse me? I kind of walked into this very quickly. It's been a long day, but I am here. What's uh? Let me hear what's on your mind. I have nothing to say to you, you you monster, you cop. I hate you. Do you want a hot chocolate while you're here? <laughs> uh, I do not want to impose upon you. I am simply here to be a uh, a sounding board for your thoughts. I think she would really like you to impose on her. <laughs> <laughs> I have. I, I will never speak to you. I. I. You're my enemy for life. It, it comes in a couple different flavors. I have a caramel one, and I have a what is this? Brain? Yeah, I got the install the brain one. Uh, not for my enemies though. She's <laughs> she's walking over to the ice cream machine, which also has a hot chocolate setting in her room. Uh, I want to roll an insight. I want to see like how uh, salvageable do I feel like our relationship <laughs> could be. Uh-huh. Uh, I rolled a seven. Yeah, that's not very good. It's hard to read. I think it could I think you're like, oh, this could go either way, uh, depending on, you know, the things you say, the roles you make, maybe for future things. Um the, the obvious thing, I don't even think you need to roll for me just to say this, is that like she's lonely, but she's mad, and that yeah. these two things are in conflict, but um yeah, she she makes another drink, and if you decline it, she'll drink yours too. <laughs> Uh, I, you know what? You said caramel. That is the magic word as far as I'm concerned. So I would, I would love to have one. Maybe I poisoned it, pig. I mean, it would not be the first time I've been poisoned. So, I don't know. Oh no, what happened? Not that I care. Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> it was a very long time ago and I, I made a couple enemies, but you know, it's part of trying to live life and navigate it's not so easy tell me about it i was just a regular person doing my regular stupid job and then things got out of hand very quickly we've been thrust into unprecedented times and an unprecedented situation so it is understandable that we have challenges in in figuring out how to um adapt 
Can I get a persuasion roll to see how this is going? Uh, would it help if I drink the hot chocolate in a sultry <laughs> manner? I, <laughs> I don't know if there's a sultry bonus. Let's okay. <laughs> let's see how this roll goes. Uh, I rolled a 24. Christ, that's incredible. Yeah, so I mean, you, this is going well. Um, what, what do you, what do you think is the shape of this conversation? Because um, with the twenty four, you can basically uh, we get you know make def definite concrete progress here. Uh, I'd like to think that Saint Cecilia is just very like open, like uh, the same way that like uh, Dot expressed like concern when Saint Cecilia is just like yeah, I've been poisoned before. Like Saint Cecilia is just like talking about like sort of uh, just. A very vulnerable nature of how this uh, situation isn't particularly easy for her. Uh, maybe this is the first person she's also mentioned anything to that, like she has family, like back in Seoul. So she, like, she's gonna maybe create like a little bit of a, a sense of like uh, um, uh, solidarity and just like, yeah, like I, I don't know if I've been reacting the best to this either. Oh yeah, I don't think anyone's brought up Dot's family. I think she says like, yeah, my parents are total normies they didn't really understand my uh love of mind flayer culture and you know i had to save up money to go to the hot floppic <laughs> to get all the the latest uh illicit fashion and then i ran away basically i think they hate me probably oh, I mean, can i be painting her nails because i remember last time she had like really cool nails before and I Absolutely. imagine maybe she hasn't gotten the opportunity to get them like done again. Oh my God. Yes. Yeah, so <laughs> I think you pull out uh, nail polish and you're like, can I paint your nails? And she's like, yeah. can I put you out the airlock? You beautiful <laughs> goddess. <laughs> oh, now it's, wow. it's changed real quickly. <laughs> it's, just, it's just every time, every time she <laughs> finds herself being nice, she has to overcompensate and then vice versa. Um, so <laughs> you, you, you can definitely paint her nails and she opens up to you about her family. Just being like, yeah, you know, they, they wanted me to be, uh, in, in PR in like, a, a you know, a big firm in a big city and to make a, a nice living and have a nice house and everything. And I was like, I think I'm going to fly to the the tentacle realm <laughs> and get in the middle of a war. And uh, they didn't understand. It's very brave of you to do that, though. I mean, our families don't always understand the way we do things, but, you know, it is our lives to live, you know? Yeah, but it's also your mistakes to make. I mean, I everyone's mad at me about what I did, but you've made a lot of people mad about what you've done, right? Like... Uh, I don't think that the friends of that clown you killed, she's saying you as collectively as, you know, the, the party, but like that, that clown you killed has friends and, uh, you know, that, that, that ambassador who got decapitated at the peace talks probably has powerful friends who hate the Rezubian. You're, everyone's making enemies here. It's, it feels like she is thinking back to like specific situations, but her mind, like, her gaze is also a little bit uh, kind of off and that she's trying to remember something and is not having a lot of success with it. Well, I was very nice to you, even though you deserve to burn in hell forever. So can I leave my room now? That is not my decision to make, but I will provide a strong encouragement to our security officer for it to be something we consider. 
perhaps this could be uh, a regular conversation we can have, and that is a, a goal we can work towards. Oh, no, that duck is going to have me in here for the rest of my life. I, you know, Bill is so sweet. You just have to know exactly where it is. And I believe that I can, I can sweet talk him into considering it. If, you know, things, uh, things seem good. Who do I complain to about the prison conditions? My shower only has 17 different settings. What is this? Is it, is this a fucking beholder work camp? I will come back to you with some of the best uh, illithid, I don't know, uh, fan fiction sites, whatever it is that you were into. I will find a bunch of it for you the next time I see you, but I have got to get going. Oh my God, you've saved my life. You, you disgusting slug. <laughs> I feel like that is not the only time I've been called that, but it does feel like that was very close to a new one. <laughs> Maybe it was just the tone and the way it was said. Yeah, it's uh, it's all coming together. All right. Uh, so, uh, what what do you do after you leave this? Um, oop, there's the siren here. I can't use any of this uh, audio that's currently being recorded because of the sirens. Oh my God, it's, what's on fire? We could say anything. Yeah, no. Yeah, you can't stop us now. There's Blops. there's twelve king humonguses. <laughs> yeah, I, I, actually, actually, I went to clarify something because my my sometimes my brain just switches off for about ten seconds and then comes back. Um, is is King Humongous King Humongous or is King Humongous King Enormous? King Humongous. <laughs> it's King Humongous, but then yeah. I actually called him King Enormous. <laughs> oh, well, 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 wait, wait. So is so is King Humongous King Humongous? Yes. <laughs> yes. There is okay. only there is only one character. His name is King Humongous. I just wanted to double check. Sorry, my sometimes yeah. I I miss a thing. Okay, I'm back. Okay, I got it all now. Oh my god. Yeah. Don't don't worry. All you need to know is his name's King Humongous, and he's always been a character in season ten. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, this is like we uh, we we cut from a dot, kind of like crying and thanking uh, Cecilia in between, saying just like really foul, mean things, uh, and then we just cut to like a a, a rally of uh, people in front of King uh, King Humongous. We're like, we love you. We're your loyal servants, and all three of you are there. Like, what is going on? <laughs> what is happening? Tracy doesn't care. She's still got the crown. <laughs> I feel like. Did we not invite King Humongous to the celebration party? Like, I just, like, I, there's just these blank holes I'm trying to figure out. Mm-hmm. What, what if I just ditch my plans for the entire next arc and we just hang out with King Humongous for three episodes? <laughs> look, look, I'm already thinking, like, what can I do in the away downtime that involves King Humongous now? <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Everyone, we're, next time we go to the away team, uh, everyone's going to be like, I ditched my character. We're just the three acolytes. <laughs> now we're doing whatever he wants. Um, but yeah, what are you all doing here? Uh, I'm picturing that this is like not the wizard's tower. I want to flesh out this location more because I didn't realize that it existed. But King Humongous is just like, yes, bring me your baubles. I desire them. Trizzy's just in the back like, you don't deserve them. You tried to take the dunger. You tried to take my overalls back. You deserve nothing. Can I drop baubles in front of the king? Like, here you go. Are these? Do you like these? <laughs> uh, do you want to do deception here? Uh, I like to think uh, I can. 
I want to note, I'm not trying to deceive him. I think St. Cecilia is just really struggling to figure out who this person is. She's like, in her mind, she's like, I've always known this person. But she's just like, what? Does, does he love these? Does he like pocket change and stuff? Um, yeah, I love that. You stumble upon this weird impromptu rally and just throw a bunch of pocket change just to see what's going to happen. Can I note, these are... In my mind, I realized, I was like, why would St. Cecilia have pocket change? We're in space. But I'm like, maybe these are fucking ancient ass coins because she's been <laughs> alive so long. Like, what pocket change would she possibly have? But this is like old fucking ass, like, money, basically. Like, like fucking really ancient change. Yeah, you have just like a priceless Assyrian and Mesopotamian coins, and you're just like, yeah. get them, goblin. <laughs> just like, I I hope this makes you happy. All right, so you throw those, and uh, the, the goblin definitely seems interested. And at this point, uh, Trizzy and Bill Webb notice that you've arrived, Cecilia, and the three of you can kind of confer. Look, I, I, I don't see why you're sucking up to him so much. He's... <laughs> Look, he may have given me these dungarees, but over the years he's really become like so self-centered, so self-important. There was a time where he was a he was a benevolent, uh, a, a giving, uh, giving uh, king, but but over time it's just it's really gone to his head. Uh, Bill uh, sort of like pats his uh, his pistol, and he says, "Like, let me take care of this." <laughs> look, <laughs> if you can make it look like an accident, maybe. Oh, oh my Jesus. god! Oh, excellent. Um, <laughs> I just, I just, sorry. I, I really just can't Google. fucking stand this one. Yeah, okay. I feel like we have a responsibility, though, to make sure no one else in the crew is dying. I... Is he in the crew? He's always been here, has he not? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, he's, look, it wouldn't, it wouldn't do well I'm for someone who is a member this. of a royal. Has he look. always been here? <laughs> I mean, I don't remember him ever not being here, and... I feel like us assassinating a king is probably not good for the like the peace standing of our crew. It seems fine. He just likes junk. Trizzy, as you mentioned, the peace situation. All three of you get a message from Captain Dumil, which is, uh, you know, Engineer Trizzy, Communication Officer uh, Cecilia, and Security Officer Bill Webb. Can you return to the bridge? We have a situation. Okay. On our way. Let's go. All right. So the, the three of you exit the King Humongous Rally <laughs> and get in the elevator uh, back up uh, to the bridge. Once again, this is like a big glass elevator. And as it goes, you can see the Rust Monster constellation in the distance. Uh, it's it's you know, little spindly legs kicking as if to come for you and eat up all your armor. He's just hungry. We should feed him. <laughs> Everyone, throw your weapons into its mouth. We, 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 we should feed him, but we should feed him kinky mungus. <laughs> oh, I know. Look, I'm not much one for monarchy. I feel like everyone on this uh, <laughs> ship deserves a chance to discuss themselves, which brings me, by the way, to perhaps a weird topic. Uh, Bill, we can table this for later. I think Dot would like to reintegrate into the uh, populace. Again, we can table it. This may be conversation for another day. Just saying. Spoke with her. Uh, she seems to be uh, pretty lonely. Oh. Bill uh, famously 
uh, disinterested in in the affairs of people, uh, says, "Fine." Wow. All right. So that that brief moment <laughs> of uh, compassion is interrupted by the elevator getting to its destination. Ding! The doors open. Uh, and you all can step out and you see up ahead of you the doors to the bridge uh, where the captain is. But uh, there are people in the hallway. Uh, specifically, you see Dr. Joven, who is like a big operating table made out of futuristic space metal. Uh, and you see Admiral Grice, a seven foot tall <laughs> angel illithid kind of standing there conferring. Uh, and they seem uh, concerned. There's a dour kind of atmosphere as you approach. Uh-oh. Is there anything you say or do? Yeah, yeah. We can we can put we can put the topic of assassinate, and they're definitely not assassinating um, King Humongous uh, off until later. It's funny that you use that word because as you venture down the hallway oh. towards the conferring characters, you see there are two bodies on the floor. Oh uh, no! The security detail who was with Admiral Grice, whose bullets Bill Webb took. Uh, these two illithids are on the ground, and there are splashes of blood on the wall uh, where they were standing. And oh. Dr. Joven and Admiral Grice turn to you severely. <laughs> and Dr. Joven says, Pineapple? Yeah. Um, we, we have to lock things down. <laughs>